Welcome to Doggy Dish, where two of LA's best dog trainers serve up a hearty helping of dog topics. At the end of this podcast, we'll provide information on how to contact our trainers. And now, here they are. Hi, this is Laura Burhenny from Animal Attraction Unlimited. Welcome to our next podcast. And this is Kim Reinhart with Ain't Misbehaving Canine. Today we're going to talk about um, eye contact and name recognition, two very, very important things. In training, certainly. Yes, yes absolutely. As opposed to... Well... <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't really care if the people in my house (laughs) recognize their names or if they give me eye contact. I just don't care. (laughs) Okay. I just had to to ask because I couldn't think of any other situation. (laughs) Okay, do it. Go. Go. Okay. You know, about a month ago, I found there was a dog on my street that we found and and, uh, took him in, put up flyers, couldn't find anybody. Nobody owned him. Had him microchipped. This poor dog walked around my house for the first two days not looking at me, not looking up. He was a little dog, like a little Benji dog, cute little dog, and just never made eye contact with me, never looked at me, just walked around with his head down. It wasn't physical. You know, it wasn't like he had had an injured neck or anything. It's just that it was kind of like people meant nothing to him. It's like not, And I don't mean meant nothing. I mean... That it's like they had no he wasn't looking influence. For a connection. Yeah, there was no connection. There was no. It was as if people didn't have any importance in his well-being or or how he had to live his life at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he ate when I gave him food, but he wasn't he looking didn't to look connect. At me. There was that's nothing. Right. You know, right. he wasn't looking to connect. I mean, that's yeah. what it comes down to. There's and it was really and it was really heartbreaking. Because it made me think this dog, who was probably about three years old, maybe, who was intact, he hadn't been neutered, and and like I said, nobody claimed him, put an ad in the paper, nobody claimed him, and um, turned out that one of my clients who was in Europe on vacation at the time, they got my email, and they they were interested in him. So I said, okay, great, what would you like me to call him? Because they weren't going to be back for a few weeks, so I would start training him. And so they told me, you know, what they wanted me to call him, so I started teaching him his name first you know after the first couple of days this dog the only thing I did with this dog was smile and pet him when he looked at me that's all I did I wasn't saying I wasn't saying his name because this was before I got a hold of my clients you know my clients said that they wanted him I was still looking for his home but so I didn't know what his name was going to be but all I did for this dog for the first five or six days that he was with me was make a party every time he looked at me Mm -hmm. Because this poor dog, like I said, wasn't connecting at all. Mm-hmm. So after a week of making a party, every time this dog looked me in the face, oh, this dog could do nothing but look me in the face. Right. And he just became a totally different dog because he realized that, wow, looking somebody in the eyes really is a good thing. They have something for me. Right. They, it means something to me. Well, and I think how that translates to people who are listening is that if you have a dog and you want to start working with them and you want to start training them anything, the first anything, thing you have to do is get their attention. That's right. The first thing that you have to do is teach them that there's something that you have to offer them. Right. And eye contact is the quickest way yeah. to acknowledge that. Right. So in order to teach the eye contact to this little dog, you didn't even start with treats. You just Nothing. started with... 
Right. Yeah. I mean, I just waited for him to look at me, and I would go, yay, good boy, and pet him and make a big party. Because if I had if I had introduced treats at that time, I, I mean, I probably would have used a clicker to mark the, you know, blah, 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 that, and that we can go into in a whole other podcast. But if I had pulled out a treat, then he would have been looking at my hand at the time. And I didn't want him looking at my hand. I wanted him looking at my face. You know, it, this brings up something interesting. I know that there is there are trainers, and in fact, there's one on television that does this. That um, t- in order to get eye contact, she takes a food tray and holds it between her face. Holds it between her between her face. Between her face. And honestly, I am exactly as you are. I don't want to introduce treats at that moment. I want the dog to have a reason to look at me, and so I wait for the opportunity, mm-hmm. and then make a big deal when they look up. Yeah. And I make it become very addictive to them. Right. And then this puppy started, this puppy, I call him puppy because he was Mm -hmm. a small dog, but then he started looking for my attention, just looking at me. And every time I turn around, this dog would just be looking at me. Right. Like, what are we going to do? So eye contact became fun. Yeah. And then even when I, and it transferred so readily. I mean, when I took him to his new home, when they got back, I took him to his new home and all he did was look at them, make eye contact with them. Well, what's really funny about this is that uh, we've talked a little bit about the puppies that I've had in mm-hmm. my home, and I did a lot of this work, the same thing that you're talking about yeah. with the puppies, and I know that there was one puppy owner that took one of my puppies that was uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he keeps staring at me. Why does the dog keep staring at me? I feel like he wants something. <laughs> which, of course, he did. Yeah. Which, of course, he did. All he, did, he wanted was information. Input, yeah. Whatever information you have, I'm open. It, right. It leaves them open. And prepared to take in whatever you have to give them. So if you have something that you want them to do and they are wide open and receptive, Mm -hmm. that eye contact is your greatest indicator that that's happening. Right. But it can make some people uncomfortable. Yeah, because (laughs) her other dogs don't stare at her. Right, right. They they, they only look at her when she says says their name, but this dog is constantly looking for what are we doing now. That's right. Which is what and you I don't always it. have to make something up. <laughs> well, okay, I'm busy doing something else, but I guess I can do something with you. Absolutely not. If you look down at your dog and they're making eye contact, which is a wonderful thing and things that oh. trainers work would kill for continuously. For yeah. Every dog trainer that you ever meet does work for that level of attention. And so, well, most, I should say. I don't know every dog trainer in the world, but the ones that I've known have. And so it's a really great thing. If you look down at your dog and your dog is looking at you, you don't have to start interacting with your dog, but it's not a bad idea to say, good boy, and then yeah. go on about your business. Yeah, or like, hey, how are you doing? Pet him, tell him he's a good boy, and then go on. Right, something to reinforce that because it's a really, really good Because when you get. don't have it, that's pretty bad. And I don't mean it's pretty bad as in, as in bad, although it could be, but I mean it's kind of heartbreaking when you have to work so hard to get your dog to even look at you when the dog has learned... Uh, hello, what's the word I'm looking for? Has learned, um, come on, help me out here. I'm sorry, I'm blank. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what my dog learned. Um, no, no, not your dog. Your dog didn't learn this. Um, indifference. Indifference, yes, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Thank it's you. That's that, the big word I was looking for. I didn't well, think it was a big word, but it turned out to be. I didn't say it. You said it. But thank you. <laughs> the thing is, that's what I'm saying. It's a connection. It's a dog that is either shut off or connecting. They're right. open. They're receptive. They're waiting to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. They're waiting. And so when you go to train a dog, they're being receptive. Right. <laughs> it can really change whether or not you have success or a failure. Right. I mean, that, that receptive, what is it I'm looking for now? Help. I don't know. You didn't help me with mine. I'm not going to help you with yours. <laughs> well, that attitude of 
being receptive right. is, is what helps you make the next steps into right. whatever you're trying to. It doesn't matter what you're trying to train. Anything that you're trying to train is easier when your dog is receptive to you. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. Hello. Thank you. That's a long way around. We're just struggling so badly today. <laughs> it was a bit of a detour. Well, the other thing that I know that you worked with that dog with after you got this was name recognition. Right, because they told me what they wanted to call him, so I started working on his name because that is actually the beginning of a recall. That's the beginning. Of, I mean, if if you say your dog's name and you don't and he looks at you and you don't give him any further instruction, he should come to you. Well, I think uh, name recognition I, I would go a little different, slightly different on that. Okay. I think name recognition is the beginning of anything. Oh, right. Right. It's the beginning. It's what tells your dog that you are talking to him. We are now interacting. Him. Correct. And that means, though, that, like, if you're working with your dog and your dog is already looking at you, there's no need to say his name to tell him to do something else. For example, like Willow, your dog Willow, Willow sit, Willow down, Willow stand, Willow roll over, Willow, 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 Willow. That she's makes it ignoring you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she's sitting in the room. With she's him. <laughs> right, right. But you know, I mean, if the dog, is, because the the purpose of the name is to get the dog to look at you. If the dog is already looking at you. You don't need to say his name. That's like starting every sentence with the word Kim. You would either ignore me or punch me after a while. Well, actually. It was you that started this. I use it with every client now. I love this. Laura taught me this. She said this to me one time when we were at lunch. She said, you know what? I, she she told me that the way she deals with her clients to get this point across is that she will say their name. So if their name was Laura, 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 Laura. Finally, the client says, what? She says, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Laura, Laura. What? I don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of those things that... Teaching a dog to recognize their name is you telling the dog, "I am speaking to you." This is a this is a designation and it means that I've given you. Something. That's right. It but means just like sit means something, just like down means something, just like come means something. Their name means something. But it needs to have a single meaning. It can't yes. mean sit sometimes and come sometimes and down sometimes. Right. It needs to mean, for my dogs, it means I'm talking Eye to contact. you. Right. Talking to you. Right. It means look at me for further instruction. That's right. That's right. You're the one. I have multiple dogs. It's very, very important that I'm able to tell each dog who I'm talking to right now. Because right. If, what, if I have dogs outside or if dogs are staying with me and I ha- only want two of six dogs to come in the house, I need to be able to designate which dogs those are. I use a combination, by the way, of eye contact and name, but I could use either or. But... It's really important that I have name recognition because in the absence of eye contact, when do you have the absence of eye contact? You have the absence of eye contact when your dog is moving away from you. You're not going to get eye contact. You may get eye contact by using his name. So when you start working with a dog for name recognition, tell me how you go about it. Let's say you bring in a rescue dog and that dog doesn't have a name. Mm -hmm. And you decide that you you decide on the name. Something really cool and original, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) I'm real into that. And then you... um, and then you start giving the dog some idea of, of what his name is. Tell me how you start right. that. Well, for me, I would use a clicker just because I think it's more efficient. Um, and a clicker, by the way, is an event marker. It tells the dog that's why you're getting paid. I mean, it's a it's a very salient noise that pops out at the dog, which means I have to just pair the clicker with the food to tell the dog that the, that the click equals food. So what I would do is I would click and treat that was and so click technical. and treat. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So I would click and then treat and then click and then treat and then click and then treat and after a couple of times the dog's going to go, oh, that noise means something, right? Very means quickly. Food. Okay. Right. So, so then what I would do is I would, usually the way I go about it, and this is the way I tell people to do it, I may do it 
differently for myself, but the way I tell clients to do it is, you know, to hold a piece of food out to the side and have more food in their other hand behind their back. And the dog is probably looking at the food in the hand out to the side. They say the dog's name, then they kiss at them, whistle, do whatever they have to do to get the dog to look at their face. The dog looks at their face, then they would say yes very quickly. You know, not yes. It would be a very right. quick yes. And then they would very quickly pull their left hand out, like their left hand out from behind their back and feed the dog. And then... Now that yes would be in the place of uh, you. In the place of the quicker. Of, of quicker. The quicker. I would use it. Yeah, the I would use the, <laughs> the quicker. Yes, the quicker, quicker. Yeah, I would use the clicker. Right. I don't know how you're going to do. I guess you're going to click with your toes because you just told me you have food in both your hands. So I'm not sure where. No, your I can. Is. I can hold. I can hold food and the clicker in the same hand. Oh, you talented girl. Hey. <laughs> well, I, I do the same thing. I I don't use a clicker very often with clients. I might use a clicker myself. Laura, by the way, is masterful with a clicker. She's absolutely the clicker queen. But if you haven't used a clicker before, and and I do think it's a very powerful tool, and I've really enjoyed using it in the short time. I've only been using a clicker for probably the last two years, but it is a it is a very powerful tool, and it's a very important tool. A lot of times, though, I won't teach it to my clients because it it's requires one more thing for them to hold in their hand. That's right. It, right. And and I know that when I was first trying to develop the skills, it was hilarious because I really. Pride oh, I would on laugh saying, at her. Because <laughs> I pride myself on saying that I could teach a dog anything. But that clicker got the best of me. Right. <laughs> because it was just a mechanical skill that I wasn't yeah. that comfortable with. And, you know, and the clicker is a precision instrument. It's like a laser scalpel. Because it's, it pinpoints. <laughs> <laughs> Only not that dangerous. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's, it pinpoints a certain moment in time. Right. And y- if you click wrong... If you click at the wrong time, you're going to train something. You're going (laughs) to stop. If you click at the wrong time, you're you're going to end up inadvertently teaching the dog something you don't want. Like I've had clients that they want to use the clicker. Like let's say, okay, but this is a clicker. I know, I know, it's not. But you asked, you asked, okay. So then they forget to click. And then they feed the dog, and then they go, oh, I forgot to click, and then they click? Right. And you know what? We will actually do a podcast, I will. think, at some point on clickers. But oh, you said podcast. I'm so proud I of did. You. I did. I did. Where's I my did clicker? Myself. <laughs> but the thing, I don't respond to clickers. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have a very... I have a very traumatic memory of them <laughs> from when I was first learning. But the thing is, so in place of the clicker, we really got off on a tangent here. And in, in place of the clicker, a lot of times what we will teach clients a verbal marker. is to say, is to use a verbal marker. So that's the yes that she said. And it needs to come at the moment that the dog looks at you, not a few minutes later. So the way to improperly use that would be to call the dog's name, make mm-hmm. a noise, whatever it is. The dog looks over at you. You sit, stand staring at the dog to see how long he'll look at you right. <laughs> before you tell him. When but I want her to look at me for three minutes right. before. Even, even 10 seconds is too long. Yeah. Honestly, when you are teaching a dog about name recognition, what you're looking for is for the dog to look over at you. You're you just looking the at the response, and then you build on it from there. Right. And those and those noises that you make are simply to get the dog's attention. You want to phase those out as soon as possible because remember what you're trying to aim at here is name recognition. So those are simply meant to get the dog's attention when you're first starting this work, correct? So you say the dog's name, you make some noises. If I was trying to if I was trying to teach Willow about name recognition, I have my feet food in the one hand. You correct Your me feet? if this is wrong. My She's feet. Horse. <laughs> Oh She's my a horse. goodness, we a horse. must be getting tired. Okay, so you have the food in one hand, and you have food in the other hand, right, mm-hmm. that's out of sight, and you call her name, Willow. And then I, maybe she doesn't look at me as soon as I say her name, so I 
And then she glances over to me. The second that she glances over at me, yes, and then I'm going to bring out the food from the other hand, right? right? So what I'm trying to do is to get her to look away from what's happening and, and use that yes. Timing is key. Yes, and that's, and that's the hard part. Because it sounds so simple, but the thing is, is that you have got to be finished saying the word yes before you start to bring the food out from behind your back. Absolutely. And you have to say yes when that dog looks over at you. So let's say the dog is looking very hard at the hand that you're holding up with the food item, and they just glance over at you and then look back at the food item. You should actually mark that moment that they look over at you. Yeah. Even if it's only for a second, it needs to happen. You need to say it and then bring out that other hand yeah. and go ahead and reward them for looking over at you. That's the beginning of teaching name recognition. Name recognition is really important because, as I said, you can't always – I we've already talked about eye contact and how crucial that is. Yeah. But you don't always have eye contact. Certainly when you're out working your dogs, I do a lot of off-leash training. Mm-hmm. And certainly when you have your dog out in an open space and they're moving away from you, you're not necessarily going to get eye contact. Even, by the way, they may be too far away for them to give you eye contact. Right. It may not be possible, so it's really important that they know who you're talking to. If you're at a place where there's more than one dog, it's really important that your dog know that you're speaking to him. Right. And your analogy, not a, it's not even an analogy, it's truth, getting them to go in and outdoors. I do the same thing. I have a couple doors on dogs on one side of the door. I have another dog on the other side of the door, and I open the door, but I don't want the dogs just mixing and matching and going wherever they want to go, I'm going to have the dog look at me and say the dog's name that I want to go through the door. So maybe I want the dog that's inside with me to go out, and I want the dog that's outside, one of the dogs that's outside to go in. The other dog is going to stay out there. So I'm just going to say those two dogs' name, those two dog moves, and the third dog just stays where he is. Right. And then I don't have a problem. And I do not use their release word. I don't say, like, Sammy, all right. Right. Because all right applies to all of the dogs, whereas Sammy only applies to him. My release word is okay. If I'm standing at the door and I say okay, everybody will go whichever way they go. However, what I do, because, again, I only use the name to let you know that I'm talking to you. Mm -hmm. There's no specific meaning for me with the name of the dog. So for me, what I did was change my release word in that scenario to dog's name only. And only becomes the new release word that only applies to the dog whose name I just said. Okay. So in other words, if I stood at the door and I said, Willow, okay, okay is a a, a multi-purpose. Yes. And so that's how I taught it. And so that would cause everybody to move. But if I say Willow only, Willow's the only one who will come through the door. But it's a very practical application if you have multiple dogs. Right. Or even if you don't have multiple dogs. Even if you're in a a situation where there are multiple dogs, but they aren't necessarily yours. Right. It's great to be able to handle your dog individually outside of a group so that's kind of a idea of the hows and whys of eye contact and name recognition by the way the little dog that you took take it back to the very beginning this Mm -hmm. little dog that you took off the streets god bless you and that you found a home for Mm -hmm. is now very happily living with my very nice clients and they have another dog that's a female chow mix, and they get along fine. He is house trained. They are refencing their yard for this little dog Aww. because they had some chain link that was sturdy enough to keep in the big dog, but they had some foliage that was pulling it down, and it had some spaces at the bottom where he could get out. And he is a terrier, 
Right. You know, he's a terrier and on mix. The street, so, so yeah, could have been exactly. an escape artist. Right. So, yeah, we don't know how he got out. So they're having their yard refenced, and they're putting up coyote rollers because they're in an area where coyotes are kind of prevalent. So they're wow. to keep the coyotes out of the yard. And he is happy, and I've been over there multiple times to see him, partly because I miss him so much. Right. Just a cute, and they adore him. In fact, you, I think you wrote about this dog on your blog. I did. So if anybody wants to read about it, I it's did. on Laura's blog. But So this is really a happily ever after story. It is. Oh, it is. Wonderful. And, I mean, the last time I was there, they had a little bit of a squabble over a toy. But you know what? That's not unusual for, for a dog going into a new house. And you know what? That is actually something we'll talk about on a future podcast. Yes. Is, is multi-dogs and bringing a new dog into right. a multi-dog Rescue home. dogs, yeah. So, and this, this I'm sure, will come up. What a nice segue. <laughs> All right. So, I guess that wraps it up for today. My name is Kim Reinhardt with Ain't Misbehaving Canine. And this is Laura Berheny from Animal Attraction Unlimited. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. You have been listening to Doggy Dish, a podcast series about dog training and other related issues. To suggest a topic for a future segment, please email us at dogdishtopics at yahoo.com. To learn more about our featured trainers, or if you're interested in training for your own dog and you live in the Los Angeles area, you may contact Laura or Kim directly. To speak with Laura, call 818-800-4818 or visit her website at www.petdogtrainer.com. To speak with Kim, call 818 818- Eight nine zero one one three three, or visit her website at www.beagooddog.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>